coming up. Your patient isn't trying to be difficult, but they might just have a myofunctional disorder. We're threatening their ability to be able to breathe. And so when you add water to that, it almost does feel like you're drowning because you should be breathing through your nose mm-hmm. and they should be separate. But when mouth breathing is your source of breathing, mm-hmm. you can't. We were thinking about those patients who struggle in your chair and you see them on your schedule and you're like, oh, man, the gagger is coming in. Mm-hmm. The person who can't lay back is coming in. The person who, you know, can't take an x-ray to say their life is coming in. The ones who you can't use the ultrasonic on because it's too cold. You can't spray water in their mouth. They have to swish it around. Your clenchers and grinders. Those would be other big ones, right? They've got a ton of recession. They're breaking crowns. They're cracking their fillings. They either absolutely have to have a bite block because they do not have the muscle strength to stay open during those fillings or cleaning, or they can't handle a bite block. You go to rinse them and they kind of choke on the water. I think gagging is one of the biggest signs of an OMD. Mm -hmm. When you pull around the base of that tongue, like when you're doing x-rays and it has to slide down there, that can feel super defensive to that tongue too because it's like not used to being touched and it has kind of cramped and tense in that area. And then sometimes if you have low tongue posture where your tongue is not sealing to the roof of your mouth, your soft palate and the roof of your mouth can be very hypersensitive. So Mm -hmm. when things touch up there, it's very uncomfortable. Mouth breathing and craniofacial dental abnormalities, aka carotid teeth, smaller jaws, are the highest contributors to decay, to gum disease, and to, you know, plaque buildup compared to just bad home care. We want to invite you to the first annual Munch Bunch Wellness and Rejuvenation Retreat in the Dominican Republic, November 9th through the 12th, 2023. It will be an all-inclusive retreat meant to refuel you, give you a chance to rest, relax, and network with others in our Munch Bunch family. We will also be talking about ways to get out of your own way so you can live your dreams, build your business, and do what you need to do. So check it out. The link is in the description, and the dates are November 9th through the 12th. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Munch Bunch podcast. I am so excited to be here today. I am Megan Van Noy, your co-host with uh, Kimmy Nishimoto, a dental hygienist by trade, myofunctional therapist for life. And uh, we wanted to just do an episode of just us today. It's been a while since it's just been me and Kimmy. Um, If you guys have been keeping up with us on social media, Kimmy recently got married. We got to be together in person in Mexico. It was amazing. It was a dream. Um, And we got to do even more dreaming for our event, our retreat coming up in November. So if you guys are curious about our wellness retreat, um, we're going to do a full episode talking about that too. So stay tuned for that. Uh, But if you guys want to come with us to the Dominican Republic in November, reach out. We would love to have you. We'd love to, you know, have you join our squad, if you will, and uh, <laughs> just keep building our community, you guys. And I think that is 
One of the biggest things, actually, Kimmy, I was talking about this um, in a coffee group yesterday, especially since COVID. Um, I feel like no matter what, where I go, who I'm talking to, what their background is, what they do, community seems to be really, community and connection seems to be the biggest thing that people are really missing. Um, you know, not necessarily toxic workplaces or environments, right? But like being with your coworkers, making those friends for life, being able to go to events and make those connections. And so that was a big um, catalyst for us even to create that retreat and get together with people in person. So we'll, uh, like I said, stay tuned for more info on that. Um, today, we want to talk about something a little bit different with you guys. So this episode, we are bringing back uh, Ask Mimi. You know, we get questions all the time. We see them in different groups. We um, want to help you guys. And we want to ask, you know, ask and answer all these different questions. This idea of why is my patient so difficult in the dental hygiene chair? So we're going to dive into some of these different red flags that we might see, some of these different um, experiences we have in the dental chair <laughs> that make us feel like the patient's really difficult when they're not trying to be. So we're going to kind of bust a myth today, you know, that your your patient isn't trying to be difficult, but they might just have a myofunctional disorder. Mm-hmm. Kimmy had this amazing idea that she was thinking about, thinking about, you know, she's been back in hygiene for the last several months. It's been about four years since I've been in hygiene, um, but I remember those days very clearly. (laughs) (laughs) And we're thinking about those patients who struggle in your chair and you see them on your schedule and you're like, oh, man, the gagger is coming in. (laughs) The person who can't lay back is coming in. The person who, you know, can't take an x-ray to save their life is coming in, aka my older sister, Um, (laughs) you know. And you think like, why are these people so difficult? But I think we need to reframe. We need to reframe our our minds here, especially now that we know about airways, especially now that we know about myofunctional disorders. What does that mean? What does that look like? What are some examples? Um, What are some of our funny stories about those uh, experiences that we have had? So, but before we dive in, as you guys know, we have to pull our affirmator for today. So Miss Kimmy, do you have the card? I have them. And I think it'll be your turn to to tell me when. So when? Oh, that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling it. Okay. Honesty. There we- <laughs> See, I was feeling it. Honesty about our patients today. <laughs> it's a girl doing yoga, but she is rooted like a tree. And she says, I stand tall and ground myself in complete and total honesty. It might seem scary to tell the truth all the time with everyone about everything. But when I practice radical honesty, I can stop hiding and start relaxing. The best part is honesty for me inspires honesty from others. What results is a root and toot and trust parade. And everyone's invited except the bagpipe players, but they'll probably show up anyway. (laughs) Always a bagpipe player in the background. (laughs) (laughs) so Kimmy tell me what inspired you to have this thought slash make that post um well the one that we talked about today your patient's not trying to be difficult they might have a myofunctional disorder is my edited version (laughs) 
<laughs> but we don't need to go into that. Um, but, you know, you looking back on your career, when you have those patients that are the repeat patients that are always in your chair, they're always having problems. They broke another crown. How are they breaking their crowns? They have a night guard or you throw a night guard into the mix trying to keep them from breaking stuff, but then they still have issues. There's more to it that I think um, than we realize, especially in dentistry, when a lot of practitioners don't know about myofunctional disorders. So we want to make this one kind of geared towards your dental hygienist, your dentist, um, dental staff, just so we can have a little bit of empathy and kindness and understanding of like why those people are the way they are in your chair. Um, so that was kind of my, my idea for it. Um, because I also was that person. I was a nightmare. Um, you guys might not know this about me, but I have a severe dental phobia, which is ironic that I do what I do. <laughs> Cause so, you don't have to be the one in the chair. <laughs> I got a Sonicare and I learned a boss. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but um, when I was a kid, I had cavities every single time I went to the dentist. Mm. Um, I was choking on the water. I couldn't breathe through my nose. I was very gaggy doing the two minute fluoride tray where you had to breathe through your nose. I thought I was dying. because oh. <laughs> I couldn't breathe through my nose. Right. And then <laughs> I made my mother, Pam Pam, I made mom uh, sit with me and hold my hand until I was 16 years old during my 26, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, this stuff is really real and personal, and I'm sure I was a nightmare. I remember one time I was getting a filling done and they used a bite block and my jaw got stuck open. I displaced my disc during the procedure and I couldn't close it. And the assistant's trying to shove my jaw back in, which is not what we do guys. (laughs) You have to let it go down and in, but um, yeah, that was a horror story for me. Um, Another time I was really scared and I snort cried through the entire procedure during my fillings and objectively it sounded ridiculous because my mouth is open they're doing my fillings and I'm snort crying and the assistant couldn't help it she laughed the whole time (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Mm -hmm. so you know we are our own inspiration sometimes right (laughs) oh yeah this is yeah I mean you're looking at the colicky baby who was a bedwetter who had an upper expander and had to break, you know, break that palatal suture when I was, you know, 12, 13, as if middle school wasn't hard enough. I had bangs. Um, I had an expander. And like, when I was like cranking it that summer, there was this gap between my front teeth that like two quarters could fit between. Um, It was, yeah, it was not the time of my life. Um, Middle school was not my time to shine. And uh, Were you ever a difficult dental patient, Megan, with your myofunctional disorders? Here's the thing. No. Okay. So I, but I'm going to tell you about my sisters because um, there's the bus. And if you can, if you can't throw your sisters on the bus, who can? Um, <laughs> I loved going to the dentist. I used to love it so much. 
but I didn't have nasal breathing issues. Mm. So for me, I think that was a part of it. Um, actually, one of the like most embarrassing facts about me, I'll throw one out there because you did. Uh, I actually don't have much for a gag reflex. Um, I like to gross out my family. I used to like stick spaghetti noodles like down my throat and pull them back out and not gag, uh, you know, which to me was funny. Um, and to my like family, it was like gross slash funny. Uh, would I do that around anyone else? No. Will I do that as an adult? No, but could I probably, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my talents include holding a spoon on my nose and being able to put spaghetti noodles down and back my throat. So, um, but yeah, that definitely, when I became an adult, um, that was a shared fact at my sister's wedding about her maid of honor is that <laughs> I don't have a gag reflex. So if that wasn't the most embarrassing thing to ever happen to me, um, <laughs> I can't tell you what was. So that's my most embarrassing moment of all time. Uh, <laughs> I loved that. I loved that foam fluoride. I wanted it longer. I loved the taste of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I didn't really struggle with cavities a ton. Um, but I had uh, all the other stuff, right? And then I had my retainer. I had my expander. Um, I used to clench and grind my teeth. I had headaches. That's kind of how I got into this in the first place. I had really bad acid reflux. And, you know, my parents were always just told that I was a super heavy sleeper. Well, we want to introduce this spot for Tots course, a parent's guide for toddlers ages 2 to 5 for Mini Mayo. We have Megan and Kimmy going over nasal hygiene, myofunctional exercises, breathing exercises, tongue tie healing protocols. And then we have Jenny June going over sleep hygiene and Kelsey Baker going over feeding therapy and body work. Uh, the course is two ninety seven, and the link will be in the description. Flip side, I have three sisters. My older sister, um, she is a nurse, and she um, she had premolars taken out for her ortho. She's two years older than me. She had premolars taken out. I had an expander. Mm-hmm. Two years difference, and even two years difference in our braces, maybe three, but like not that not that far apart. Um, and, uh, when I was in hygiene school, so you guys, hygiene school is a nightmare. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. If you talk to any dental hygienist, they will tell you it is the most uh, traumatic time of their life. You have to get your own patients and, uh, people are flaky (laughs) and they have to meet certain requirements. And, uh, I had a patient cancel. And so I was panicked. Um, and so I called my sister. And I was like, I really need your help. Please come, please come, please come. She came. Did not ever tell me, or at some point, I had no idea that my sister has the worst gag reflex that I have ever experienced <laughs> from any patient in my entire life, period. Mm-hmm. She is the worst. She knows it. I will make her a crown. Um, <laughs> even the last time I cleaned her teeth, however long ago that was, like, still bad. And she feels mm-hmm. bad now. She feels bad. Um, but she can't help it. So I had to, and this is like my hygiene school when I was there still had film, mm-hmm. um, not digital x-rays. We still used film and, uh, I had to take a FMX on her. So that's like 18 individual x-rays. You guys, for those of you who aren't, uh, dentally inclined, 18 individual x-rays and, uh, <laughs> I barely passed that FMX because like she could not hold a single x-ray in her mouth. I would hold it up to her face and she'd go, 
And I would, I was like, stop, stop. You're like going to make me fail. Stop, please. Like, You're like, I'm not even in your mouth yet. <laughs> I haven't even like looked at you. <laughs> I'm just like putting a thing on. Right. Um, she's like got tears running down her face. Like she just like, can't even handle it. And I was like, why are you so difficult? Right. Like, Cause you know, we're sisters. So these are the things you say to your sisters, you guys. Um, and she wasn't trying, but it was so challenging and I could barely clean her teeth. And I, she was in tears. I was in tears. <laughs> everybody's just sweating oh, and shaking. Everybody's in fight or flight. Right. Well, I mean, she has a small airway and mm-hmm. she has higher anxiety and she doesn't have enough room for her tongue. And, but even when she went to give birth, she ended up having to um, do emergency C-sections. And then even then the epidural like wasn't working. So she had to be fully intubated mm-hmm. and she could barely be, be intubated. And she barely like, she really struggled coming out of it because she has such a small airway mm-hmm. because those premolars got taken out. Right. And of course my parents did pushed her back. My parents didn't know any different. My dad had his premolars taken out, which is why he was my first patient because he had sleep apnea. Right. Um, we don't know what we don't know. And I think that's a really important to remember, but B, you know, your gaggers. Oh, and I remember I worked in pedo for a year. That was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kids are the toughest with that gag reflex because they Mm -hmm. can't push through it like an adult could Mm-mm. no no I think I, I think there was only one kid ever who threw up um and I felt awful um I can't remember if I was the one taking their x-rays but there we definitely that happened and it's one of those things where as the provider it's really frustrating mm-hmm. and as the provider you're sweating you have all your gear on you're like just trying to do the best for your patient um but then you're also trying to ease their anxiety around it, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody is nobody is feeling like a superstar in this situation. Um, and so the, I think gagging is one of the biggest signs of an OMD. And like, mm-hmm. wh- why is gagging a sign of that? So some of it is that gagging is trying to protect your airway. Mm-hmm. If you can't breathe through your nose, you're going to breathe through your mouth or you're going to die. Like that's, that's it. There it is. I tell patients that all the time when they're like, I didn't know. And I'm like, A, you don't know what you don't know. B, if you can't breathe through your nose, option C is breathing through your mouth. If you can't breathe through your mouth, you can't breathe. <laughs> you can't breathe. What happens when yeah. you can't breathe? Die. Like <laughs> <laughs> the end. So, you know, it's one of those things where if we are block, if we're feeling like, if the patient is feeling like, their airway is being cut off because they can't breathe through their mouth in that moment because they either don't know they are supposed to breathe through their nose or they physically can't breathe through their nose. They're going to go into survival mode. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go into survival mode because they're in survival mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes like, especially with if they have tongue tie either posterior or where it's like pretty obvious Mm-hmm. The, when you pull around the base of that tongue, like when you're doing x-rays and it has to slide down there, that can feel super defensive to that tongue too. Cause it's like not used to being touched and it has it kind of cramped and tense in that area. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it too. And then sometimes if you have low tongue posture where your tongue is not 
ceiling to the roof of your mouth, your soft palate and the roof of your mouth can be very hypersensitive. So when mm-hmm. things touch up there, it's very uncomfortable. It feels almost ticklish and you want to reject it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, gaggers, I think that's a huge red flag. I would ask a lot more questions about that. Um, your clenchers and grinders, those would be other big ones, right? They've got a ton of recession. They're breaking crowns. They're cracking their fillings. Um, they're frustrated. You're frustrated. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes I've had patients who've had to get teeth extracted because they got new crowns and they still fractured the root and they ended up having to get implants and they're in their thirties because they're clenching and grinding so hard, you know, and everybody's like, you're just stressed. And they're like, I'm not that stressed or they are, or they are. Right. Um, but then what, right. So what, then do we just take out all their teeth and they just have a full mouth of implants or do we do something else? Mm -hmm. Do we figure out what that something else is? Right. So You know, one of the biggest things that we talk about a lot is that myofunctional therapy can be the solution to some of these like band-aid problems, right? Mm -hmm. And some of these red flags actually tell us that there's something more going on here. So Mm -hmm. uh, what are some other examples, Kimmy, that you can think of, of patients who might be red flaggers? I hear this one all the time where they, like when you're talking about clenching, um, they have a lot of signs that they clench their teeth, but they don't know it. But I'm like, listen, your tongue is not up where it's supposed to be. And you have a tongue tie. So it probably has never been up there. So you probably have that teeth contact habit, that clenching where your teeth are in full contact all the time. And you just don't know the difference between what it should feel like and what you do regardless of whether you mouth breathe or not. I don't care if you breathe through your nose at night, you still can be clenching your teeth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Or people who've been given how many different night guards, soft, hard, upper, lower. Um, We talk about it all the time. Like, has your night guard turned into more of a chew toy? And they're like, how did you know? And I'm like, I watch you when you sleep. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I only watch Isabel when she sleeps. Um, because I'm a helicopter mom. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, right. So if you have, if you already have that habit and we put something in your mouth that's chewy, all you're going to do is chew on it more. And a lot of times when I bring that up to patients, I'm like, oh yeah, but my, you know, my provider said that's fine because at least I'm not like chewing on my teeth. And you're like, okay, well, but where are you in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Right. Where are you another $500 to $1,000 down the road breaking through another night card, right? Mm-hmm. Or just kicking the can down the road Well, we could figure out, well, why are you clenching or grinding in the first place? How can we actually prevent it long-term for life? And that's really mm-hmm. what's so cool about what we do um, and how we can really help people get to those root causes and get to the bottom of what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Speaking of clenching and grinding, I would also say like the patients that are like the difficult patients, um, they either absolutely have to have a bite block because they do not have the muscle strength to stay open during those fillings or cleaning, or they can't handle a bite block because their jaw, their muscles are so inflamed and sore and they probably have bruxism. So they're 
always tight. So they can't use a bite block because they can't handle the discomfort of being open so long. If you're a patient who's experiencing these things, um, you've probably felt a lot of guilt. Uh, You've probably felt kind of gaslit that like there's something wrong with you. Um, And so if you are somebody who's experiencing these things and you're like, oh, shoot, this is me. I'm the difficult patient. I'm Kimmy. Right. Um, And, (laughs) you know, like you can advocate for yourself too. You know, we can, we can take a look at what's going on. We can help you in that dental chair as well. Um, You know, back in the day when I was still, you know, in the, in the chair, um, the patients who always used to kind of get me and I feel kind of like a jerk saying this now. So everybody like, give me grace and forgiveness. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, the patients who can't lay their chair back all the way. Mm-hmm. I would look them dead in the eyes and they'd say, well, how do you sleep at night? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. I'm like, do you sleep sitting up? Do you sleep? You know, like, how do you sleep at night? Every once in a while, somebody be like, yeah, I have to sleep in my recliner. I'm like, okay, you get a pass. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, fine. You, but you know, not understanding that laying them all the way back when they have low tongue posture, when they have tongue tie, when they um, breathe through their mouth and they don't know the difference, right? That tongue's going to slide on back mm-hmm. right into that airway space and make you feel claustrophobic or, you know, you, you lay all the way down and this is an issue. This was an issue for me, not necessarily in the dental chair, um, but acid reflux, right? Mm-hmm. that tongue falls back acts like a little negative suction cup comes back out and we start having reflux issues as well so you know it's a form of kind of closing that airway and the patient having no control over that mm-hmm. that can also cause that kind of claustrophobia or that anxiety so um you know those patients i think i would see in a different a different lens nowadays mm-hmm. for sure um Another thing I was thinking about when you were talking about that was um, uh, people that have a hard time, like where they're like, the nitrous doesn't work on me, but you watch them. They're so stressed that they're forgetting to breathe or they're breathing very short and rapidly with their chest. They're not going into the diaphragm. So that gas doesn't have a chance to get into the lower part of the lungs to chill you out. So they're mm-hmm. just in there with their little. Yeah. Or they're not even breathing through their nose. I had a patient once who mm-hmm. was like, I swear the nose. <laughs> Another funny story. So I got some funny stories too. Um, this patient swore up and down. This is the very first dental office I worked at. Swore up and down the nitrous wasn't working, wasn't working, wasn't working. Um, and so they, they stopped it. Um, I don't even remember if he was in hygiene or getting some restorative work done, but like we couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. So like he left and the doctor's like, get in the chair and let's see if this nitrous works. And I'm like, well, I don't really, I've only tried nitrous like once. Like I don't, you know, and uh, I got so high on nitrous. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to start saying crap. I shouldn't be saying to my dentist, like, who's a jerk. Like <laughs> I'm going to start having some in the workplace complaints. If somebody doesn't like take me off this night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was not a safe place for me to be on nitrous. Uh, <laughs> had my had my uh, hygiene bestie at the time, uh, who was one of my very favorite people in the whole world. Had she been the one giving me uh, nitrous, we would have had a great time. But then I got like <laughs> so nervous. I was like, no, it works. It works. I can feel it. <laughs> and I put her on nitrous. 
but I could see her belly clenched in. She was like sucking her belly in. And I was like trying to say it in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. There's a whole other story there, but it is not appropriate (laughs) where I said some things incorrectly in Spanish. But um, I could see her belly. Unrated version of this episode. That's so you have to be at the retreat to hear that one. (laughs) Um, But I could see her like squeezing her belly in like she's sucking in. And she's hardly breathing at all. So I kept trying to tell her, like, relax your belly, relax your belly in very, very bad Spanish. <laughs> yeah, you know, and actually the next time that guy came in, we tried it again and we hold it, we held a mirror over his mouth and we we're like, you're fogging up the mirror. You're not breathing in through your nose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people just have very little body awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, when I worked at the dental office, after I learned myofunctional therapy, I actually would keep breathe right strips in my op. So, mm, so smart. And those people that had a hard time, it would just kind of give them a little bit of extra help. Or I would have tiger's bomb, which I would put on their nose and under their, their nostrils on the upper lip to help open them up if they were kind of stuffy or give them like kind of aromatherapy reminder to breathe through their nose. Because if you put tiger bomb under there, it's very mentally and it opens you up right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could even use like boom, boom sticks or like the Vic sticks or some of the other menthol sticks that would be good options to keep in your op for, for those kind of things. Um, you know, I think that could be even just something really, really helpful. I mean, when I back in, in the day, like if I was stuffy and I couldn't breathe through my nose and I knew, especially at that point I needed to, um, I would put stuff in my mask to mm-hmm. like, Mm-hmm. help me stay clear um kind of throughout throughout the day so mm-hmm. and that's kind of another thing that we could talk about is the mouth breathing piece right so people who breathe more through their mouths tend to change the ph of their mouth and tend to dry out their mouth so you change the ph of your mouth that makes you more likely to have cavities if you um if you breathe through your mouth you're drying things out you're drying things out and that can create more tartar buildup that can create more sensitive gums that can make us bleed easier, mm-hmm. especially if you're looking kind of at these front teeth, these anterior teeth, and they always seem to be the worst. And even if your patient has clean teeth, but they're like bleeding like a stuck pig, like we've got to rewind and be like, okay, well, what are we doing? How are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Tell, me, tell me more about like, do you have issues with dry mouth? It's one of those things where it's like, how many times have, you know, you've seen people shamed because they, you know, they say they're, they say that they floss and they say that they brush, but they have so much buildup or they have so much decay. Um, I'm much more inclined to believe them than I ever probably would have in my first couple of years as a hygienist, kind of based on what I know now, when we had Dr. Hart on our show and she talked about, um, which you guys have, if you haven't listened to that episode, so good, Dr. Toshi Hart, she was amazing. Um, how we actually now know that mouth breathing and craniofacial dental abnormalities, aka carotid teeth, smaller jaws, are the highest contributors to decay, to gum disease, and to, you know, plaque buildup compared to just bad home care. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, and speaking of that, Think about your patients that everything makes them jump. Mm, your yeah. jumpers. 
Mm-hmm. You put on your gloves. You, <laughs> you spray water in their mouth and it's hits the sensitive spots and everything is a sensitive spot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those teeth that they would rather there be build up there than you scrape it or touch it or look at it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones who you can't use the ultrasonic on because it's too cold. You can't spray water in their mouth. They have to swish it around. Most of the time, I almost always find that those people have some sort of bruxism, whether that's clenching the teeth where they have that teeth contact habit or they grind. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people do it and they don't even know if they're completely unaware of it. My guess is they probably do it in their sleep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the sensitive patients that have to be on Sensodyne or the ones that are always like, well, just use Sensodyne, just use Sensodyne. Kind of take a closer look about their tongue posture. Cause I would guess they probably are clenching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the swishing the water around. Oh, I remember those patients got to put it in the corner of the mouth, but I'm warm it up, swish it around. Um, used a lot of some sensitive stuff like polished onto their teeth beforehand. Mm-hmm. I even have a couple of those areas where like to this day, because of the recession from my clenching and grinding, I still like to put a little bit on there before my own teeth cleanings. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I think kind of the last one that I can think of, and we can kind of see if there's any more that we didn't think of, you know, the ones who you go to rinse them, and they kind of choke on the water, right? And you're rinsing and, you know, you're trying to have them like use the suction or like, you're like, why, like it's your own spit. Why can't you just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just use the suction or why can't you just swallow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think that kind of almost goes back to that gagging conversation of where it, to them, it feels like we're threatening their airway source. Mm-hmm. We're threatening their ability to be able to breathe. And so when you add water to that, it almost does feel like you're drowning because you should be breathing through your nose mm-hmm. and they should be separate. But when mouth breathing is your source of breathing, mm-hmm. you can't. Especially in the elderly, because the muscles do get flaccid as we get older, especially in the soft palate and they have very little control. Sometimes I'll be in there doing my cleaning and I'll look down and I'll tell them, breathe through your nose, breathe through your nose. Cause I'll see their uvula you'll see it kind of like flapping back there. And that means that they're breathing through their mouth. Mm -hmm. No wonder they're choking on water, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Down the wrong pipe. (laughs) I just thought of one last one that's on the same thread. Um, The people that want to spit every 10 seconds and you're like, please let me do my job. Please let me do my job. And they're... (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're watching this. Shoving it all in the front. And it's like, why are you spitting so weird? (laughs) Oh, yes, that was Kimmy in the dental chair, you guys. Um, oh, yeah. Mine's probably more just like ugly crying and snort <laughs> crying. <laughs> Not a, never met a better snort crier than Kimmy. Um, you know, but yeah, it's like they're always, again, they're trying to clear their airway. They're trying to clear that space. So they're pushing things forward. They're pushing things forward. Um, they're trying to make room for themselves. So whether it's their spit or their tongue or they're pushing your scaler or your mirror out of the way, um, they're... Mm-hmm kind of pushing everything forward because they're trying to protect that airway because that's their body thinks that's how they need to breathe. So, um, you know, again, if you're a patient who's experiencing this, you should probably come see us. Um, <laughs> if you're a provider who has patients experience this, you should probably refer them to come see us. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but again, these are all just like, these are signs, right? Mm -hmm. These are signs that something isn't in that normal function, isn't in that optimal function. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's ways that we can help. We don't always just have to power through because that's who we are. There's ways that we can help. And I think that is kind of the missing link or the missing piece of that puzzle is there are options. Mm-hmm. Um, and us figuring out what those, uh, you know, what those translate into as far as dysfunction and how we can actually get to the root cause of that, make your life easier as a practitioner, mm-hmm. uh, but also make the patient's life easier mm-hmm. when they go to their dental care. So, you know, I think a lot of people have dental phobias, um, also have some sort of myofunctional disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, I think those can go really, really hand in hand. And then it becomes this ugly cycle of, well, I never go to the dentist because I like can't handle it. And then like, by the time they finally go to the dentist, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Treatment and plan is tens yeah. of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And then they still have a bad experience because we didn't get them in early enough. And then, you know, the cycle never ends. So we can, we can be cycle breakers. Mm-hmm. We can end that cycle. Uh for both you and for your patients. And I think that's, that's really cool. So mm-hmm. I hope that we empowered you guys a bit, um, whether you're a listener who is a potential patient um, or your practitioner uh, who bangs your head against the wall when you have these kind of patients. So, you know, um, the, those were definitely the days where we're like happy hour after work. Yep, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the patient is probably feeling like happy hour after my appointment. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so at, at the end of the day, we're all yeah. just trying to survive. Right. Amen to that. So all day, every day. Have grace with other people, you know, kind of looking through it through that analytical lens, I think helps a lot too. So then it's less frustration and you can also empower people like I have so many patients that you know whether they wanted to do myo or not they didn't give a crap I don't care but they come back to me six months later and they're like hey guess what Kimmy I'm breathing through my nose or guess what I put my tongue up now you know Uh and I'm like I love that that's awesome you feeling Uh better yeah great Uh I'm so glad your jaw's hurting you less that's beautiful Uh just giving people empowering tools that's the whole goal absolutely Absolutely. So, well, we hope you guys had fun on this episode and either able to make some light bulb connections or feel empowered or um, feel like you have some tools to, mm-hmm. to move ahead. Um, and of course, you guys can find us on all social media at the Munch Bunch podcast. You can find Kimmy at Mouth Muscle Memory. You can find me at NWMFT. Um, and again, stay tuned on our page. Stay tuned on our social media to talk more about our retreat and um, to talk more about what we're doing to build community within ourselves and within others, whether you're a patient, whether you're a provider. Um, community and connection is so important. We believe in that. We feel it. That's how we got so close. Um, and we know other people need it too. So catch us on our next episode every Munchy Monday. Uh, episodes always drop. We're here for you guys. Um, if you have questions, send them to us. We love to answer them. We love to help. You know, this is a free resource to help you guys. And so use it. We'll catch you guys on the next Munchy Monday. Bye.